nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe of top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome back to the Matter of a Mind experience. Of course, I'm your host, master trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today, I have a fantastic story for you. And I'm going to let my guest and expert, Kathy Davis, explain it. She lives a plant-based lifestyle and is a, is a mindset coach, the CEO of Veg Inspired, and the author of three cookbooks, the 30-Minute Whole Food Plant-Based Cookbook, the Super Easy Plant-Based Cookbook, and the Budget-Friendly Plant-Based Cookbook. I probably don't need to say plant-based cookbook after each one, to be honest, but you get the point, right? But what makes Kathy's story like great is that she's lost over 45 pounds, I think in about two and a half years, with moving from vegan to a plant-based lifestyle. And she's going to explain that because a lot of times we hear, we think plant-based means vegetarian or vegan. She's going to explain the differences and we're going to get into that in this episode. Because Kathy empowers high-achieving professionals to elevate their energy by adopting a healthy, healthy living habits, which of course what we preach on the, on, on the show, right? So they can show up at their optimum performance and achieve their goals, aka be that badass at life. And the hack of this episode, simple steps so you can incorporate more veggies onto your plate. And before I introduce Kathy, remember I've had a couple of experts now, gut health experts who've said that we need to have at minimum 25 to 30 plant-based um, meals, um, plant-based um, items in our diet weekly to improve the diversity of our microbiome and our gut. So th- if you're looking at improving your health, managing your weight, or just getting healthier, stick around for this episode. And with that being said, let's welcome Kathy Davis to the show. Hey, Kathy, how are you? I'm great, Zico. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here, Kathy. Thank you so much. I love your work. I love your stuff. I need to dive a little bit more into your cookbooks, but I'm a little little lazy, to be honest. I don't cook as much as I should. But well, I do cook, but I lazy cook. I lazy cook and put it that way. I'm more of like I'll bake or something like that. Anyway, enough about me. Tell my audience about you. Absolutely. So my name is Kathy Davis. I'm a plant-based lifestyle mindset coach and, and a cookbook author. And, you know, I always like, I always like this question because I think what, what is going to wow you? And one of the big things that we shared before we hit the record is that I actually travel the United States full-time in an RV and I am doing this plant-based living from this little RV kitchen. So that's always the one big takeaway that I want people to know. Like you don't have to have these gourmet kitchens. You don't have to have every gadget in the world. You can be a lazy 
efficient, let's use that word, plant-based cook or eat more plants, cook, and really incorporate more veggies, more whole plant foods into your diet, no matter what size your kitchen is. So I always like to tell people that and really kind of inspire you to just add more plants. Wow. Add more plants, right? Add more plants. And we're going to get into how you can do that at the end. So stick around for this. It may sound simple, but if it were, we would be eating more plants, right? So then with that being said, I want to know, other than your RV lifestyle, because I think that's just amazing. That still blows my mind. Like I, 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 I'm questioning every, I'm questioning everything in my life now since I learned this. Um, why did you decide to begin a plant-based diet? That's my favorite question. Uh, About eight years ago, my husband read two contradictory articles in a magazine and said, you know, we really need to look into this. And I dug my heels in. I always tell people I was, I'm the resistant plant-based eater. I didn't want to go plant-based. I wanted to keep eating the things that I loved. I wanted to keep eating the burgers and all the, the foods I loved. but more research showed that they were those high inflammatory foods, the dairy, the high cholesterol foods, all these fatty burgers with cheese. And I just wasn't eating healthy then. So I'd adopted a vegan diet thinking, oh yeah, this is great. We're going to not eat cholesterol. We're not going to eat all these high inflammatory foods. I'm going to feel great. And in the beginning, I felt great. Fast forward five years. I was at my highest weight ever. I was really starting to track all the biomarkers for pre-diabetes. I mean, I just wasn't healthy and we'd already set set off on this adventure of a lifetime to travel the country. We had all these national park, uh, camping adventures booked and I could barely walk around a flea market. Like I was just exhausted all the time. And so I looked, went back to my resources and looked back into this plant-based eating and decided about two and a half years ago to clean up my vegan diet and really focus on whole plant foods, eating as much whole plant foods as I can. That doesn't mean raw. I eat cooked oats. I eat cooked veggies. I love veggies cooked in the sheet pan, right? I'm with you. Throw it all in a sheet pan and throw it in the oven and let's make it easy. Um, but in doing that, I saw huge benefits, more energy. The weight started to come off. I had more cognition, just more happiness and vitality in my life. And so the more I ate that and the more I stayed in tune with how I was feeling, the easier it was to stick with eating these, eating these whole plant foods, eating, adopting these healthy habits. And so I encourage you, if you're like, gosh, I just don't know. I just don't know if it's for me. It doesn't have to be for you for life. Just take one step today towards eating more plants. Is that adding a salad? Is that adding an extra side of vegetables? You know, as they were, as we said earlier, like adding up to 25 to 30 different vegetables, different whole plant foods into your diet provides that variety for health. And so maybe that's two different vegetables. Maybe it's greens and one of the cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Maybe it's bell peppers with onions. Maybe it's adding mushrooms, just really starting to think about ways that you can add more vegetables to your plate. And as you start to do that, you can crowd out those other vegetables. And that's really where I started to realize that eating plant-based wasn't going to be this like tofu and grass or spinach and, and broccoli all the time. Like I eat so much more variety now 
because I'm looking for the colors of the rainbow in my meals. I'm looking for new sauces, maybe made from cashews or, or squash or tomatoes, or, you know, adding in these delicious acidic flavors like vinegars and citrus juices to really level up the level up the food and, and really give it that zest at using fresh herbs. I mean, just really starting to look at ways to incorporate foods that you might love, but might forget about. And I'm glad you talked about sauces too. Cause when we talk about 30 or so plant-based um, items in your diet, it doesn't mean you have to eat 30 different fruits and vegetables. Right. And by the way, that's just the minimum, by the way, that's just the minimum, but the sauces you use, the teas that you drink, um, the, the spices that you use, those, though, that, that counts because you're adding different, you're adding, um, a different, uh, item that your body is not accustomed, not used to. And we know by now that a diverse microbiome is best. And that's why I struggle with sometimes my colleagues who are very carnivore related or they're very keto or they're very vegan. And I'm like, I'm not against any of those theories necessarily. And I kind of take the good from each, but I also look at, I'm a high carnivore person. That's how I eat. However, I eat a lot of veggies. I eat fruits. I drink teas and I get a lot of plants. It's rare that I sit at a meal and most of my meal is not, is not, is not plant rich. Right. So I want everybody to be very aware of that and be very important, very, very keen on if you want to improve your health and manage your weight, plants need to be a part of it. Unless you may want to take them out for a while if you need to heal a leaky gut. Or, you know, if you want to heal certain things, you can take certain things out your diet for a while. And when you start adding those plants back in, the way you prepare them is very important, like sprouting, soaking, and so on and so forth. Is if you unless you're doing that, but you do not want to say, you know what? Plants are bad and I'm never going to eat them again because you're just putting yourself at a disservice. I just want to make sure that I clarify that there. Absolutely. And, you know, piggybacking on that a little bit, when we, a lot of times when people think plant-based, I get this a lot with clients that I work with or people coming into my community, they'll say, well, I'll just eat a salad for lunch or I can't go plant-based because I just don't love salad. I'm like, there are literally thousands of other vegetables that you can eat. You do not, honestly, if you never want to eat a salad, let's just think of other ways that you can incorporate those greens into your meal. Maybe it's not in a salad form. Maybe it's shredded up on top of plant tacos, or maybe you make a bowl out of it, or maybe you saute the greens or blanch the kale or steam it a little bit just to make it a little bit more tender so you can chew it. You don't have to say, okay, well, I'm plant-based, so I'm going to eat a salad every meal. You can add so much more variety by just looking at ways to bring them in. And, you know, when we, when we talk about those limitations, I think of, or our perceptions of diets or different ways of eating, we think in terms of what our perception is. And I eat a whole lot more than just salads. I love salad, but I love salad because of all the vegetables on it, not just the spinach or not just the greens. So I want you to think too, it, it's, there's not a limitation on you only can eat a salad or you can only eat broccoli. Like you can eat all the vegetables. Yeah, they're not just five vegetables in the world, people. I just want everybody to know that. I don't know because I grew up on an island. I said I happen to know that, but apparently most of us struggle with that concept. Um, now, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> this is the perfect segue, right? Because in what ways can this switch to a more plant-based way of eating 
revitalize your mind, body, and lifestyle. Gosh, we've talked about so many of the amazing benefits, having a a diverse microbiome, just as I said, more energy. I mean, there's studies that show that incorporating just five to seven servings of vegetables can increase your productivity up to 25%. I want you to really think about what that means, y'all. Like 25%, that's like getting an extra two hours in a workday. So if you're out there hustling, you're side hustling, and you're like feeling lethargic, take a look at what you're eating. And, you know, people will often say to me, well, I think I'm eating really healthy. And I'm like, how much of your food is processed? I want you to look at your granola bar that's healthy. And I want you to say, can I see the ingredients in it? Or is it all ground up and has a fruit puree in it? Because when you can see the nuts and the seeds and the dried fruit and, and the, and the vegetable, if there's vegetables in it or fruits and berries and all of that in it, those are more whole foods. It goes back to where, where are we on this you know, spectrum of eating and uh, people in my community will come to me and they're, they're like the best snack I can eat is crackers and hummus. And I'm like, actually, what if you switched that and you ate veggies and hummus, just that small switch, less processed, more energy and really leaning again into what these whole foods can do to do for you. They can help with your sleep. They can help with your, your endorphins. They can help make you happier, affect your mood. You're not hangry at five o'clock. You know, I always tell people like maybe skip the coffee and eat an energizing, you know, fruit salad or some, you know, delicious half of a sweet potato with some beans mixed in, or, you know, maybe you have a sweet potato smoothie, like look at ways that you can take the whole food and and make it your snack, make it your breakfast, make it your lunch. I had a conversation with someone the other day who told me that she was struggling with her weight. And I asked her, she says she loves um, fruits, right? Well, not fruits, she, she loves sugar. She admits that she has a sugar metabolism. I said, okay, I understand that. I say, how about this? And I, I'm, I'm not going to say exactly what I told her, but I laid out a way where she can eat veggies with every meal, right? And then have snacks in between as needed because she trains a lot. So I wouldn't tell her just eat three times a day. That's not going to work. Right. But the reason why I laid it out for her like that is we're starting to realize that, and not just the, the all the benefits that you mentioned, but the fiber from the veggies that we eat can keep your blood sugar steady. In fact, if you pair fats and veggies together on a plate, fat, protein, and veggies, you can stabilize your blood sugar up to 80%. That's incredible. Think about how much energy you'll have in that that instance. You're not going to have that blood sugar crash every few hours. Exactly. When you eat the sugar, it can even be fruit. If you eat sugars by themselves, you're more likely to have a pickup and a crash. But if you eat Fruits more like a, or not so fruits, but carbs more like a dessert. But then the first part of your meal, you pair the protein, fats, and um, and the healthy fi- fiber from the vegetables. Then you're really stable, stabilize your blood sugar, and then not just stabilize your blood sugar, the vitamins and the minerals and the phytochemicals. There's so much, so many benefits that we get that we don't get from just meat itself. So yes, I definitely agree with you that adding vegetables into your diet should definitely be, not just vegetables, plants into our diet should be a staple, definitely. 
Yeah. Well, let's jump on that a little bit. Cause that's something else. That's a misconception. People are always like, Oh, you say eat more plants. You say eat more plants. So I'm going to have salads. That's what I commonly hear. And I'm like, yeah, but think about all the other plants, the sweet potatoes, the whole grains you here. You are talking about fiber, like having some oats for breakfast, having a scoop of quinoa on your, on your salad, having a scoop of quinoa with your meal, having, um, you know, other vegetables and other fruits and other plant ingredients. Maybe it's a squash, you know, don't just limit it to those, like you said, five or six vegetables, like really think about where the food comes from beans, lentils, legumes, nuts, and seeds, like really thinking about those unprocessed foods. Yes. I mean, peanut butter's processed, but we're talking it's roasted nuts. Like if you get a clean peanut butter, not all those ones with all those weird fillers and really how those foods make you feel. And that's one of the things I really teach my clients too, is when you're eating, I want you to think about how that food makes you feel. Are you noticing these benefits that we're talking about? Are you noticing that increase in energy, that stabilization, stabilization of your blood sugar, where you're not feeling that crash, where you're not leaning towards food. And if you are eating more plants and you're noticing your hunger, hungry, eat more of those foods that are going to fill you up. Those satiating foods like the beans, the starches, um, and some of those higher fiber vegetables and fruits. Amen. Amen. Eat, eat food. That's going to keep your blood sugar steady and not where you're hungry every freaking 30 minutes. Now, before the talk, right, before we hit record, you were telling me that you're not perfect, which I tend to believe that's not the truth, but whatever you say, you say you're not perfect, right? So as it is, how can you maintain a mindset, a mindset of intention, but not perfection when it comes to what you eat? The, the biggest tip, if you have one takeaway with all of this is know your goal and ask yourself, is this food getting me closer to my goals? If you're out there trying to heal a a leaky gut, if you're out there trying to lose weight, if you're out there trying to reverse diabetes, like, is this action you're about to take going to get you closer to that goal? And if it's not stop and ask yourself, What's the intention behind it? Am I reaching for those kids goldfish because I didn't prepare something and that's the easiest thing that's, you know, in my pathway? Am I, am I eating the pizza because it's in front of me, not because I'm hungry? Am I ordering takeout because I didn't eat lunch and I'm hangry at dinner time and I don't want to deal with cooking. So I'm just, you know, leaning away. I'm, and I'm talking about all these things out of experience, Right. When I go and I'm in the place of other people that are eating foods that don't align with my goals, I ask myself, do I want that? Does it, does it mean something to me? And if it does, then I'm intent, might intend to eat it. And if it doesn't, then I really question what that looks like. And people often say, well, how do you get to that point? You take it every day, step-by-step. Step. You're not, it's not rules that you're imparting on yourself for the rest of your life. It's how am I going to get closer to my goal each day? And as you do that every day, your endurance, your resilience, your willpower, your desire to eat healthy foods starts to take over. And as you rebuild that desire and you, and you start to feed the desire to eat healthy foods, you start to feel better. And then when you eat something that doesn't align with your goals and doesn't align with your, with your microbiome and everything else, you can feel it and you don't wake up feeling good. And you question whether you want to do that again. 
And as you start to build new associations, you start to build that resiliency, but it's, it's not about perfection. It's about intention. Do I want to eat that? What's my intention around it? Like I love to cook for people, but I don't love it when necessarily when people cook for me, because a lot of the times they aren't cooking foods that align with my goals. So whenever I'm going to a place where there's going to be food that somebody else cooked, I always bring my own dish to pass. And this is the key. It has to be a dish that will satiate you if there's nothing else for you to eat at that place. I usually do some kind of grain salad or some kind of potato, pasta, veggie, quinoa, something very hearty and rich and and satiating that I love that I know other people would like, and it uses familiar foods that they'll, that they'll know what they are. Now tie that in then, cause I love that. So tie that into the, the diet thing, right? Because why we know, why is it helpful to view a plant-based eating to like a wellness lens instead of a diet lens, tie what you just said into that. Absolutely. So I'm going to tell you my own personal story. So two and a half years ago, when I stepped on the scale and I was at my highest weight ever, and I knew I was sick, I mean, there was no, there was no denying that I did not feel well. I said to my husband, all right, I'm going to do this plant-based thing. We're going to do it. We made a grocery list. We went to the grocery store. We bought all the whole food plant-based things. We stopped buying the super processed vegan foods that we were buying. We ditched the vegan cheese. We, we leaned into these whole plant foods And I said to him, we were a week, remember we traveled full-time. We were one week away from a 10 day vacation in Key West. And I said, well, what are we going to do next week? And he said the most important thing, he said, what we do next week is develop, continue to develop the daily habits. It's not going to be what we do once in a while. It's what we do day in and day out. Who do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be healthy and fit. I want to be somebody who eats whole food, plant-based meals. He's like, then you get up every day and you're that person. And if you eat something unaligned, then you eat something unaligned. And that shift of making it a lifestyle instead of eating to lose weight, I was eating, making daily habits to become the person who eats whole plant foods. That was a huge shift. and. And I tell people this and they're like, yeah, but, but it, you, that doesn't work for everybody. And I'm like, it doesn't work for everybody because not everybody tries it. We want to lose weight. We want to eat for weight loss. But as soon as we, the diet industry is literally a billion dollar industry because it wants you to fail. It wants you to set up cheat days. It wants you to set up, set up all these, these extra rules. My one rule is to show up every day as the person who eats whole plant foods. If one day I eat a vegan burger and it won't be one of them uber processed ones, it would be like a veggie burger that might've been cooked on a griddle with some oil or something. But then I wake up the next morning and I eat my oats for breakfast and I just go right back to my daily habits. I'm not setting myself up to cheat every week. I'm not setting myself up to eat like a wild person on vacation. I just show up every day eating whole plant foods. And I'll tell you, after eating this way for two and a half years, every time I make a decision not to eat something that I used to eat, I am empowered. It is no longer this restricted fear of missing out feeling. It's empowering. It's empowering to stand in somebody else's kitchen and not eat 
the super processed vegan sour cream that they're ladling all over their dishes or to drizzle on these like high fat, oily, fake food salad dressings or to grab the fake ice cream out of the fridge. Like I'm so much more satisfied when I have banana ice cream. And I'm so much more satisfied when I make my dressings and and my foods. And it's, it's funny because two and a half years ago, I would have told you, no, I think you're going to be missing out. And looking back, I probably did think I was going to be missing out, but now I'm literally living my dream life in a way that I've never felt before. And that's, that's the power of the way food can make you feel. I agree. And you've answered this question already multiple times, but I want to highlight it here before we do the hack of the episode. So, cause people may still not get the picture. Cause we're saying plant-based people are thinking, oh, well I'm vegan, right? Or I'm vegetarian. But what would be the difference of just saying, oh, I'm vegan or vegetarian versus actually eating plant-based? So, and every definition is slightly different. My definition of vegan is that it's an ethical decision to not eat animal products. And I, I identify as an ethical vegan. I ethically do not eat animal products. That means that I'm not going to eat an omelet if it's sitting in front of me. It's not even a temptation. I just don't see that as food. But plant-based or plant-centered is really more about centering your meals around whole plant foods. And those whole plant foods are the whole grains, the whole vegetables, the nuts, the seeds, the beans, the legumes, the lentils. And a lot of people will say, well, if I'm vegetarian, aren't I more plant-based? And I was like, perhaps you can eat a primarily predominantly plant-based diet on when you're vegetarian, but if you're still taking in a lot of those animal products, that would mean that you're still not following the parameters that the plant-based focus is. Now, with all that being said, even the plant-based doctors will say, have turkey on Thanksgiving. You may not feel good afterwards, but it's, it's fine. You might, you know, you, you, you can eat your Thanksgiving turkey and call it a day. It's just the, again, it goes back to the day in and the day out habits. If you're daily eating a diet, primarily of whole plant foods, you are going to see significantly more benefits than if you're eating a diet of vegan processed foods, like burgers made with ingredients you can't pronounce and super processed vegan snacks. And I talk to a lot of people and they say the same thing about like the gluten-free movement. So things, they went gluten-free and then they were able to buy all the same junk food that was now gluten-free. Well, now we're fortunate, right? What a time to be alive that we have all this amazing vegan junk food that's vegan. Like you can literally eat anything vegan. You can get vegan cheese sticks. You can get vegan ice cream. You can get vegan ice cream bars. You can get vegan pretzels and crackers and cookies and all these things. And I mean, Oreos are vegan, but we know they're not healthy. So it's really about tapping into the healthier side of eating those healthy habits surrounding your plate and your meals on a more whole food, predominantly plant-based focus. I wonder, does do Oreos advertise themselves as vegan? Because that, that would be a good marketing ploy if they did. I hope they, they don't. don't. They don't. But the funny thing is, is what is that cream filling if it's not made of cream? 
That's yeah. uh, that's a question that apparently I'm not uh, qualified to answer. So we're going to move on with that. But I really wanted you to answer that specifically to grab everyone's heads around what you're actually bringing here instead of saying, because at times we do say, oh, I'm vegetarian. I should be healthy. But you're eating a I don't know, one of those processed burgers that has like 10 different ingredients and half of them, you know what they are. And, you know, you're wondering why your health is still skyrocketing because you're not eating whole plant based foods. And I want to stress again, even if you do not go to a hundred percent vegetarian diet, you want, or vegan diet, you want to have more plants into your diet. And many, most experts I work with recommend at least 25 to 30 from the spices that you use, the teas that you drink, the foods that you eat, you want to have a wide variety because you want to have a diverse microbiome and and a diverse gut environment, of course. And with that being said, that's bringing us to the hack of the episode. What simple steps can you take to incorporate? And the question was veggies, but I'm not going to just say veggies here. More plant-based foods onto your plate. The biggest thing is to look at what you're currently eating and figure out what could you eat that's, what could you eat in that, in that example, that's made from a plant. So I'm going to kind of walk you through what I eat in a day to kind of show you where you might make some of those swaps. A lot of people I know will drink um, smoothies with a lot of, maybe, maybe they use different powders and all of that. And I always say, can you, can you find it as a whole food? Can you take white beans and add them to your smoothie to level up the protein without having to use maybe a powder that has sugars in it? Um, can you add, you know, if you're making a banana, strawberry, um, white bean date, vanilla smoothie, can you add a handful of spinach? I know it's going to make it a little ugly because the greens when mixed with the strawberries is going to make it kind of brown. But could you add, maybe could you add blueberries? Like, can you add another fruit to it just to add a little bit more of that variety with my oatmeal bowls? So I eat oatmeal bowls every day for breakfast. I use rolled oats, plant milk. So there's two different, you know, rolled oats, cashew milk. So there's two different veg, two different plant foods, blueberries and strawberries. There's two more. So now I'm at four. Um, I always do a dash of cinnamon five. And then a lot of times I will do date syrup or even chopped dates or raisins. So you're looking at multiple, you can get multiple things, but then I hear people say, well, I just add, I just add blueberries to my oats. Well, if it's just oats, blueberries, and plant milk, if by adding just another fruit, that's another way that you can add and incorporate more vegetables. So kind of think about, can I add something else? Maybe it's strawberry, banana, maybe it's blueberry, strawberry, just think of different ways that you can incorporate more foods more of those whole plant foods. The other thing for my salads, I always try to get the rainbow. So I always try to have my tomatoes or red peppers, my carrots or golden beets, uh, maybe a yellow bell pepper or some sprouts, any type of green vegetable, cucumbers, broccoli. I might do, I might do cauliflower. I might do shredded Brussels sprouts on a salad. Uh, You can grab coleslaw mix and add it to a salad. So just thinking about different ways that you can use vegetables. Now I hear, I hear what you're, I hear what you're thinking, right? I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot of prep work. Well, the beauty of the way we live right now is that grocery stores will do a lot of that prep work for you. You can buy broccoli florets that have already been cut. You can buy, I mean, 
fresh pico de gallo would be a great addition with multiple vegetables. You can even buy homemade guac or store-made guacamole um, to add to maybe a burrito bowl. So when you think about burrito bowls, you're thinking about chipotle, right? So could you do your own homemade rice, open up a can of beans, maybe some frozen corn, that pico de gallo from the store, some shredded greens or cabbage, just to add in that that extra punch, and then maybe a big old dollop of guacamole. You've got a lot of variety. You've got a lot of fun flavors, and then you can add your own spices. Maybe it's a chili lime blend, or maybe it's a taco seasoning. You know, don't limit yourself thinking, oh, I, I can't, I don't have time. I don't have time. Like that burrito bowl could be made in 15 minutes. If you use a quick cooking, quick cooking rice or rice that comes from the freezer that you just cook quickly, can of beans, all those store-bought ingredients, and then frozen corn that you just heat up really quick. Those, those meals can come together very quickly. And then something else that I always tell people too is easy ways to add more plants is simply looking at the vegetables and fruits and foods that you already like and increasing the frequency at which you eat them. And one of the things that I hear from people all the time is I really struggle with snacks and I really struggle with snacks too. I still miss, I mean, I really like a good old crunchy cracker or a good, you know, pretzel and hummus. So I add variety to my hummus. Maybe it's, I buy a plain hummus and I add some different spices or I mix up a hummus and I throw in a red bell pepper one week and a handful of olives the next. And maybe the next week I use chickpeas and white beans. Uh, maybe I throw in a sweet potato just to kind of make it more of a dessert hummus. So really thinking about ways that by just throwing in an something random, some extra flavor, you can, you can really level that food up and give it a little bit of a variety. And some crackers that I do like are Mary's crackers. They have made with tons of different seeds and, and, um, nuts. So they have a great amount of protein, but also a great variety of, of ingredients that you're getting and they're clean and they don't have any oils in them either. So there's no added fats. I absolutely love those tips. And that's some that's stuff that we don't think about actually, because you've been doing this for so long and you work with so many clients. You have, I would guess you say, uh perfected a system that many of us are struggling with. I would say my I never struggle with snacks. My thing is uh like almonds for one snack and pistachios for the next is kind of how it works for me. Um, because they're complex and they're healthy. Um and I love that. That's the way it's easy for me to add nuts because I don't eat them with my plate because they're also protein rich and there can be too much protein in one sitting. Mm -hmm. Or like I'll do like walnuts with uh, with my Greek yogurt or something like that. Like that's kind of how I add different things into my diet. But go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I love that. And I love walnuts. They're super high in, they have the perfect ratio, I think of that, I think. What I mean to say is that they have the perfect ratio of omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. So they're an, walnuts are an excellent source of those uh, fatty acids that we need to help brain health. And they always say when a food looks like the organ, like your walnut looks like a brain, that's the organ that it's helping. So I always like to remember that as a little, little I love fun it. factoid. <laughs> I love it. You know what? It's nuts in general are higher in um, or have a really good ratio of omega threes to omega six. And just to put it in perspective, the the average American eats about fifteen to seventeen omega six to omega threes, which is inflammatory to anti-inflammatory. Now we wonder why we have gut issues. We wonder why we have um we have mental health issues such a big issue here, anxiety. 
all, um, even diabetes, or we think about all, because all our health problems, including our mental health problems, can be traced back to the health of our gut. Well, if you're eating all this inflammatory foods, dropping bombs and destroying your gut on a daily basis, then what's going to happen? You're going to have all these health problems, right? And that's why when, whenever I talk to someone who is struggling with their health issue, I always go, that, get, go get down to their diet. And they'll say, but I'm eating healthy. I say, yeah, but you're eating way more inflammatory versus anti-inflammatory. So you're thinking, okay, you're eating less calories than you're supposed to eat. Well, congratulations, but you're still eating a lot of crap, which is, which is destroying your gut and destroying your health. So eating healthy plant-based foods can be such an important role in improving your, your, um, the omega-3 to omega-6 profile, which we, again, most Americans eat a 15 to 17 of anti of inflammatory foods to one of the um, anti-inflammatory foods that they eat. So think about that big ratio, but the more you can knock that down and get more anti-inflammatory and less inflammatory, then you're now tipping the scale, making yourself more healthy. And I don't know a doctor in the world who would question that. I don't know a medical professional or health professional in the world who would question that. And that's the thing though, like you're saying you make yourself more healthy, but my gosh, people, you're going to make yourself feel better. Like when you eat less inflammatory foods, you are less inflamed. That's everything across the board, your joints, your, your, you know, your organs, like everything works a little bit less. There's less stress on the body and everything you're doing when you're eating. Yeah. Your brain, when you're eating these lower inflammatory foods. So really tapping into and leveraging the power of these foods that we're talking about. And it's as simple as it sounds. It really is that simple. Just eat more plants, buy that extra, buy that extra head of broccoli and eat it Buy that extra, you know, buy that container of strawberries and eat them, feed them to your family, feed them to your children, eat them for yourself so that you can start to really leverage the power of these foods to help you feel better. And then you'll, you'll start to see it across all areas of your life. Cause I did. And experiment, learn different ways to prepare and prepare them well, you know, um, cause based on how you prepare them, they do have an impact on your gut as well. So to learn how to prepare them. And that's why it's important to work with an expert so you can, um, so you can get these different tips that you would not have thought about before. So thank you so much. And with that being said, let my audience know how they can, how can they get in touch with you? Well, I actually have a free gift for your audience. They can download a plate-based meal plan, energizing meals with a grocery list and recipes because what is a meal plan without a bunch of recipes that will help you eat more plants? They can find that at veginspired.com slash podcast. Again, it's a free download. They can get the recipes, the meal plans, all as a thank you for listening to us today. And if you are on Instagram, I love, I love the gram. So find me at veginspired. Perfect. And all that information will be in the show notes. The show notes are going to be zikahealth.com slash veginspired. You knew that's where I was going with it. You knew that's where I was going with it. And yes, I did it. And with that being said, we're logging off for the day. Thank you so much, Kathy. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, 
always take the scenic route. 